Welcome to Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkville and Craig Cerventi. Okay. Hello. Yeah, we're live. We're live. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. This is hey. a, uh, a little special um, Verging on Greatness Oscars uh, picks. Um, so this is a podcast. A little mini pod. A little mini pod. Uh, so we normally talk like to talk about movies that are uh, approaching greatness but that are not quite there in this case we're going to um, talk about some of the some of the Oscar best picture nominations which are all presumably pretty great and um, arguably <laughs> uh, just have a little bit of a, a little bit of a chat about which which are the top picks here now we're we're coming from opposite ends of the spectrum of experience of oh, these movies yes. here um, <laughs> Craig's getting doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this mini pod because he has seen all of the nominations all of the nominees and I have seen zero absolutely I've none. seen them all uh, I'd, um, so I will um, hand over to Craig to lead the way a little bit here. We're we're a little bit excited because we've just um, we've just recorded our first full ep since Craig moved to London, and it sounds yeah. kick ass. Yeah, it sounds so pretty good. We're riding the wave, and we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to crack into a little a little mini. We're going to try and knock this well. out real real quick. Yeah. So Craig, uh, Oscar nominees. How many movies have yes. we got? Well, uh, as you know, we're living in the times where we get eight Best Picture nominations as opposed to the traditional five. Holy mackerel. So, yeah, we're, we've got eight. Um, so we're looking at, uh, or am I, am I miscounting? No, no, we can have up to nine, but we've only got eight. One, two, three, time. four, five, six, um, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first up off the list, we've got, um, in alphabetical order, in, in no preferential order, we're going to go with uh, Black Panther. Mike, have you seen Black Panther? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. Are you, gonna, uh, so, you don't have to ask me with all of these. I'll give, I'll give you the so, answer now. The answer is no. So, I, I do know. So, so I mean, we can start by what I actually know about these movies. Sure. So Black Panther comic book movie. And Correct. That's, is, is that's rare. I don't, has that ever been, has a comic book movie ever been nominated for Best Picture? Ah, oh, top question. Uh, no, I don't think it has. There's been Oscar-nominated comic book films in the past. Heath Ledger obviously won uh, yeah. best best uh, supporting actor for The Dark Knight. Certainly, uh, Jack certainly never, never won never won a Best Picture. Certainly so never this won would be, a Best Picture. This would be a remarkable uh, feat. Feature. Yes, it would. Yeah, yeah I, and I find it. I'll. I may I may also throw in some predictions along the way here, but I, I doubt um, Black Panther is going to win for Best Picture um, on the night. I, I don't think that's likely to happen, and I I would argue it's not even the best comic book film of the last year. Um, I thought the Avengers: Infinity War was a, a more um, fleshed out, compelling story, mm. but. Uh, Black Panther um, obviously can't be ignored uh, was a huge box office winner um, an almost entirely um, black cast um, I think that uh, the director um, also um, uh, amazing uh, I forget his name right now but um, he was uh, Ryan Coogler that's right um, yeah an, an important film um, cast Africa in a light that isn't just poverty and war um, and as far as comic book films go, um, one of the better ones. Mm. Um, although it does suffer from the the usual sort of a thing at the end, where it's just like same versus same at the end, and it kind of turns into a big CGI fight, and 
uh, yeah, a lot of its goodwill is a little bit lost in that that final battle scene. Mm. It does feature a really cool villain, um, Killmonger, um, played by Michael B. Anth- uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, it's one of the rare Marvel films where the villain you actually agree with the villain's point of view. And by the end of the film, um, you're like, well, the villain actually has a really good point. Um, and so it has a good arc. You'll probably like it. Mm. So yeah, Black Panther, not likely to win. A uh, huge box office draw. Um, it's certainly showing just where the comic book films are in terms of Hollywood mm. these days that they're getting nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So, moving right along. Um, next one, Black Klansman. Do you like Spike Lee movies, Mike? Uh, I have I've watched Spike Lee movies in the past that I've liked. I haven't li- I haven't seen a lot. Do the right thing. Uh, That's a classic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, um, th- Inside Man. Have you seen Inside Man? No. I think That's I've, really good. I think I've seen uh, there's one or two other Spike Lee movies that I've seen. I couldn't name them. Um, I could, right. I'd have to I'd have to look through a list. I've certainly seen others. Uh, right. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. So. Um, Spike Lee's been going through a little bit of a hit or miss, mostly miss phase the last couple of years. Um, Inside Man, probably the last time he was really, really on fire. Um, and then he's come out strong with um, Black Klansman. Excellent yeah. movie. Stars um, Denzel Washington's son um, in the in the lead role. Yeah. Um, absolutely amazing film. Um it, it's really nuanced um it's it's subtle it's fun um it makes some swings for the fences and linking the rise of the kkk in the 70s 60s and 70s in america and says those people that were coming through the power struggle back then they're now people in office today um most notably with the uh, the head of the kkk a guy called david duke um played by um that kid from the 70s show um absolutely amazing uh, um so that's so is it, is it kind so it's kind of about what happens when the revolutionaries oh, actually when the revolutionaries actually take power and like then have to be, have to become the the leaders and figure out what that what that means to be a, to be the authority no no so um if you don't know do you know the basic premise of of the film black um black clansman no so it's a it's a it's a real life story about um a a guy called ron stallworth who was um, an african-american who impersonated a white man on the phone to the kkk and um between him and some other members of the police department they infiltrated the kkk in the 70s and caught them caught them doing some real shady shit um so this film is filled with like really great performances from like adam driver and john david washington um alec baldwin turns up in a cameo yeah um it's it's just good across the board um it does have a, a third act um i don't know what you'd call it device where where there's a where there's something that needs to be done there's a bomb they need to find the bomb it, it kind of lose it lost me a tiny little uh, bit at that point okay but it, it's um it's a great film um has a lot to say about race um, and, and race politics and um, it's based on true story um, can't go wrong I, mm. I think this is a strong contender for best picture it's not my personal pick but I think it's likely it's a likely winner um, it's a it's a good movie yeah. with a good cast told in a good way um, and it's maybe not quite as on the nose as like a Quentin Tarantino film is it's 
yeah, Spike Lee was clearly fired up when he made this film. I think yeah. this is a good film. Yeah. This is a great film. Um, let's keep this moving. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my God. Have you seen, you clearly haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't. Um, I have. Uh, do you like Queen music, yes. Mike? Yes, right. I do. You'd, you'd probably like this movie then. Um, Remy Malik plays, uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Thank you. Um, and he does he, he disappears into the role you, you can't find him anymore by the time you're done mm. um, he is more Freddie Mercury than Freddie Mercury was mm. um, it culminates um, it culminates in a recreation of the, the Live 8 mm. Live 8 concert um, which is almost shot for shot which I felt was a little bit of a a little bit of a cheat rather than having a, a, a climax let's just recreate a very famous concert set that they did mm. um which was a bit cheap. They have a couple of like, how did the songs get made? It's got a Mike Myers cameo talking about how no one's going to listen to um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, kids aren't going to headbang hey. in their car driving around. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, obviously Mike Myers was responsible for making yeah. that song yeah. uh, famous again in the nineties. Um, arguably didn't need Mike Myers to make it famous again. I don't think it ever has not been famous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's one of those weird films. It's it's gotten into a bit of trouble since Brian Singer was the director on this film, um, and he has since he, the the production was troubled and that Brian Singer was removed from mm. the shoot um, towards the end of it, and he was replaced with a with another director. Uh, but Brian Singer is still the credited director on this film, and he um, has also been caught up in some of his own scandal of his own. He's had some allegations made against him. Um, where he, he has been inappropriate with male cast members mm. or, um, or, or or people have made some claims. Whether they um, anything comes of them has yet to be okay. seen. But yeah, I, Ryan Singer, very I guess, interesting. I mean, I, I love Queen, but I don't like biopics because they tend to always follow the same, although they're, although they're, they're trying to tell, obviously, unique stories. They tend to just yeah. follow this, the same kind of beats. Yeah, they're all Ray, but insert different kind of um, musician here. Yeah. So, yeah, Walk the Line was Ray yeah. with white people. Yeah. And this is this is um, Ray with English people, also one of them's gay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I felt, I felt there were places they could have taken this movie that they didn't. But when you've got, when the two producers of this film are uh, two of the surviving members of Queen who own the rights to everything... Um, obviously Brian May comes off out of this smelling like a rose um, and mm. that was one of my major criticisms of uh, another biopic I saw a few years ago Compton about um, NWA yeah. uh, um, two of those um, guys are obviously still around and quite powerful Ice-T and Dr. Dre very very rich yeah. um, and they come out of that film smelling like roses and everybody else was barely there and Eazy-E was clearly crazy so mm. uh, yeah uh, I, I agree I think it's weird that they make these biopics about people that are still alive and kicking um, where, and you haven't got that distance that history can yeah. give you to look at something a bit more objectively. So, do, you, do, you think it'll, yeah. do you think it'll win? Absolutely not. There's no way this wins Best Picture. I don't see this winning at all. Okay. Um, which brings me to the next one on the list, still going alphabetically, The Favourite, which is the uh, best Stanley Kubrick film not made by Stanley Kubrick. Um, directed by uh, a guy called uh, Yorgos uh, Lathithmos. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Apologies. Um, but this this is my 
favorite this is my pick for best picture um an amazing film um shot beautifully starring uh emma stone uh, rachel wise um i forget the other actress's name oh olivia coleman um what's that oh she's gonna be the new queen in the queen yeah it's an amazing film it's it's fantastic filled with subtlety and and deft filmmaking the camera work is amazing the lighting is amazing the costuming is amazing the performances are amazing um everything about it is amazing um i highly highly recommend the favorite it is my favorite right uh, and yeah i think it, it, that's my pick i'll be disappointed if All it right. doesn't win but yeah shall yeah we, my pick shall, green book shall we keep swinging through green book yeah green book um so Green Book, uh, what to say about Green Book? So clearly race was a clear factor. Do, do you know anything about Green Book? Uh, no. Based on the true life story of the relationship between Dr. Shirley, um, Don Shirley, who was a musician, um, and his driver, Tony, I forget, I can't say his name, which is a joke in the film about how no one can say his name in the film. Tony, his driver, um, and it's about racism in the 1950s in the South of America. And uh, Dr. Shirley um, is going to be driven on a tour. He's obviously an African-American man. Uh, he's an amazing pianist and musician. Mm. And he's going to be driven around the deep south by um, Tony, who has, um, who's, who's an Italian-American, who's got some gang connections and is um, hired because he knows how to sort problems out which is a euphemism for he knows how to punch people who get in his way. Okay. Um, and it's about their relationship and how he overcomes racism. Uh, Tony, not, not Don, Dr. Dr. Right. Shirley. Um, and uh, it, on the surface of it, it sounds good, but it's, it's, it's troubled. It's got some uh, negative feedback and some criticism, mostly because it's a, it kind of plays to that white savior idea a little bit where it's this white guy saving the day and and all these minorities are brought along with him mm. yeah so there are some trouble troubling things about the film um but the relationship between um uh, Vigo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali uh, their, their on-screen chemistry is amazing like mm -hmm. those two are my favorite screen couple of the year mm. um, they are really good um, all of the bad things that I could point out we could talk about you know the the how um, appropriate it is for white people to be telling the story in a white way about what was very personal to people alive and kicking today um and you know he's got family that's living today mm. it is yeah all of that is kind of offset a little bit by how good these two are together in these roles that's that, um, it's an interesting question because i just last night I, I don't know if i mentioned it up front last night i watched um django unchained and that right. did occur to me at that at, at that point is there is that question of of uh, yeah, a white person making a making a movie about about um, racism slavery uh, struggles for african-americans and slavery yeah 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 so uh, just casting back to black klansman obviously another film about race and spike lee has obviously had plenty to say about racism in the past in fact the, the movie you brought up do the right yeah do the right thing um a great film about racism and, yeah. and, and how it works um yeah so here it's it's i don't know 
and and that even the title of the film is a, is called the green book which is um a small plot device in the film but it was a literal book called the green book which was a place in this which was a book published for african americans traveling in the south where they could go to hotels and uh, or anywhere where they would be welcome mm. and like you know it's like a we're not to find racist assholes um yeah book. um and yeah and that's it's just a plot point like that book almost deserves a film of its own so i don't know there's, yeah. there's lots of trouble here um and it's a little on the nose yeah basically what i'm saying loved loved the the acting um completely bewildered by the fact that it's directed by peter fairley of um the fairley brothers fame so he's famous for doing like um there's something about mary and um shallow yeah. Hal and all of those films um, i think he got a little he's directed i think he got a little shout out in the razzies as a um as a redeemed he got like a redemption award for, for no way Green Book. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing uh yeah he um i think there was i, I looked up the trivia about this film I, I i think i've spent more time on this already than i should have but he got a um mahershala ali said um he's a first-time director with 25 years experience um <laughs> which was which is accurate like yeah. he's he's capable of more than just dumb movies um not that there's anything dumb about um something about mary i actually think that's a great film but um uh, i haven't seen it in a while maybe it doesn't hold up anyway green book not likely to win i don't i don't see it winning the academy does weird things sometimes maybe they will give it the win i don't think so though there's, yeah it's it's there's two other movies that are, are kind of equally i mean that they could split the black vote as it yeah. were yeah 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 as it were uh well that brings us to our uh our third and third to last film uh roma uh so uh have you 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 don't even have netflix do you how are you into film <laughs> how is this a thing mike how are we doing a podcast about films I'm, and you haven't seen any of these films I, I, and you don't have netflix i know i'm a i'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Roma, um, obviously, um, the Netflix film directed by Alphonse Cuaron. Um, uh, it's a slice of life film set in the early seventies in Mexico about a family and their two maids. And the story focuses on one of the maids. Um, I can't remember her name, the actress's name, but, um, it is actually, and even if I could remember it, I remember it was, um, almost impossible for me to pronounce. I'm, I'm going to say it's Yelitsa Aprecio. Aprecio. I'm I'm butchering that. I apologize to everyone. Um, but uh, it's amazing. It's just about the family and their life and the struggles they have. And it's uh, beautifully shot. It's in black and white. Um, it's subtle. It's um, everything sets up and pays off. There's all this this nod to history that it, mm. it takes place around a, a rather famous student riot in 1971 where a whole bunch of people got killed um it's just well done um there's lots of symbolism um there's a harrowing birth scene um and an equally harrowing uh, near drowning scene um it all just pieces together um it's slow and it's methodical and nothing happens that isn't uh nothing happens that isn't deliberate there's all these beautiful long shots um like single take long shots Mm. just a master filmmaker 
um, absolutely in control of his of his film, um, shooting um, a, a subject and a film that is obviously very near and dear to him. Um, it, it's just amazing. It's so, it's a great film. So strong um, contender. High, yeah, high high praise. Very very strong film. Um, very very yeah. And and the director he he directed Gravity, a whole bunch of other things. Mm. Um, yeah, great filmmaker. Um, great film. Um, probable contender did, for best picture. Did he make Pan's Labyrinth? Was that or am I thinking? No 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 no. That's Guillermo del Toro. He did um, Gravity is the film that springs to mind. Yeah. He's responsible for. Um, and he directed, I think he did one of the Harry Potter films. Um, uh, okay. He did the third one, right. um, which was uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban, I think. Yeah. He's he also he also did, um, directed um, a film that I am very very fond of, uh, Children of Men. Right. If you've seen that, yeah. Right. Which I highly highly recommend. So, um, yeah. All um, right. Two more. Two more. Let's do this. Star Keep rolling born. along here. Star is born. Oh my god, I hate this film. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really strong. I don't hate this film. Um, I saw. I can't remember when it came out exactly, but it came out around the same time as something else. I went and saw. I didn't actually see this in the movies. I only saw it. Yeah, we didn't make it. It, it was. Uh, every I, I was surrounded by so many people at the time who just raved about this film and were just so, oh, it's so beautiful and Lady Gaga is so great and Bradley Cooper is so great. And when I got to see it, I was like, okay, I can see why, yeah, they, they are, she is good, he's good. But ultimately, I, I the movie kind of lost me in the opening setup where um, if you're not familiar with the story, um, Bradley Cooper plays a, an established sort of country folksy sort of musician um, and um, Lady Gaga is singing in a, in a burlesque club um, and he happens to be drunk there and he sees her and he falls in love and he kind of drags her out of the, the, the bar and onto the, the main stage and um, he sets up her career and, and then suddenly she's got a career of her own and she starts to um, rise up to become a bigger star than he is but he's got a, a, a drinking and alcohol problem uh, he ends up in rehab and, and it's just this... It's, it's 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 hardly original. It's been made mm. into three other films. Sounds horrendous. It's the, this is it's the fourth fourth or fifth time this film's been um, turned into a film. Um, it's it's nothing new under the sun, apparently. Yeah. Um, Lady Gaga um, proves that she can act as well as anybody else. Uh, Bradley Cooper um, proves that he's got um, chops and he does his own singing. I don't see this winning Best Picture. Um, I'm, I'm not actually I'm not actually 100% sure why it was nominated um, I have I have issue with this film I could go on about it at length um, tell, but tell me about tell me about Vice we've gone too long oh my god Vice Vice I loved Vice Vice was um, probably my second pick for best Oscar that's a very emotional thing there's problems with this movie um, I absolutely love Christian Bale in this I absolutely love um a uh, friend of the podcast, Sam Rockwell, in this, oh. playing George W. Bush. Um, so, so good. I think we should rename the podcast the Sam Rockwell podcast. Is there anything um, podcast. that I can't do? <laughs> there is, I'm pretty sure if he put his mind to it, he could cure cancer. He could, he could fix. He could fix athlete's foot. But there's too he many could, awesome movies to make. <laughs> but 
But let's be honest, let's keep him where he's needed on screen. Uh, <laughs> I love this movie. Um, it is so good. Uh, Christian Bale um, is absolutely unrecognizable um, as uh, Vice President Dick Cheney. Um, uh, Sam Rockwell is unrecognizable as President W. Bush. Um, it, this movie is amazing. Um, it's a little on the nose in places. The... Um, it's it's a little in your face with some of the symbology there's a there's a scene where dick cheney is getting um, a heart transplant um and his his black corroded awful looking heart is on a table like he's literally got a black heart and and for a moment there dick cheney is quite literally heartless um and and it's like oh really it's a little it's a little in your face um and there's a, a another another scene where Dick Cheney is being courted by George W. to be the to be the vice president to run as his vice president, and um, it intercuts with shots of Cheney fishing and like there's this whole thing between like baiting the fish and mm. like now he's taken the line and it's a little on the nose. Um, it's a little not subtle, but I mean the director is is not subtle anyway. Yeah, um, I think his name's Adam McKay. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah ultimately i i love this movie uh, i am fully convinced that um christian bale will win best actor for this yeah i'm um, sorry all you remy malik fans out there um I, I think he deserves it it was a, an amazing amazing job an amazing performance um yeah really on the nose amy adams is in this she's amazing um yeah it, it, uh, steve carell is in this everyone in this is amazing so okay yeah that's my picks all right so my 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 pick is the favorite that's the one i love and mostly because it channels um my man um stanley kubrick harder than stanley kubrick ever brought it himself yeah um and i would my my second pick would be vice all right thank you craig uh when are, when are they are they i think they're tomorrow um we're recording this we're recording this saturday night in london so it must be sunday, sunday morning, morning for you for yeah, so I think I think it's Sunday night in the United States. So it'll be Monday morning for you. So I'm probably going to race to edit and yeah. put this up. Uh, just before we got started, you were talking about the Razzies um, got, got outed today as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, Holmes and Watson uh, took out <laughs> took out worst picture. Oh, that in, turd! In, in the Razzies. Um, uh, Melissa Melissa McCarthy took out worst actress. Was a, oh, yes. was a double for her um something with puppets um, oh, the, the happy time movies yeah, they also they also gave her a, a redeemer award though for for something um oh, that i know the one you're talking about that's got nominated for best uh supporting actor and stuff i can't remember the name of that yeah. film right now and they threw in a, um, they threw in a worst oh can you ever forgive me is the name of the film can they, you ever they, forgive they me? threw in a worst actor for donald trump um, and, and, a, and a couple of documentaries about him. Uh, yeah, so some some good good fun coming out of the Razzies as always. I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the uh, the winners here. So there's a worst screen combo, and um, Donald Trump and his self perpetuating pettiness uh, won. <laughs> but they also gave they also gave um, one of the nominees was any two actors or puppets that time murders. <laughs> <laughs> oh too good all right um 
All right, we're very gonna, good. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, we'll be out. So we're uh, we're gonna start start now that we're recording again. We're set up, so we're gonna start uh, releasing a few more more proper podcasts. Trying to get into the yep. back into yep, our yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, what we're we doing monthly. Trying to get those out monthly. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to get them out fortnightly. Fortnightly. Um, we've got I've got we've got a couple in the bag that we can. Yeah. Um, that we can release uh, there's a couple old ones from our original set we might yeah. i might see if how how they go but um yeah ultimately uh with, with moving to the other side of the planet and stuff has put a little bit of a dent in our plans but i think we're back on track yeah now. thanks thanks for bearing with us uh tell your friends yeah. share this around um tweet <laughs> us uh at Verging on, on greatness, greatness. yeah, NZ. at Verging on greatness, is, yeah, NZ. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, yeah. Um, so you can find us there. There's a page, um, and also you can listen to this. I don't know what platform you guys prefer, but um, it's on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, and I think we're we're on Spotify. So, all right, we're on all the things. All right, all the things. Okay, say goodbye, Craig. Yeah, uh, goodbye. Bye, everyone.